You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. So building a small business is not easy. It's tough and oftentimes many owners feel really isolated as they build. But the good news is that you don't have to. Today's guest has actually coined the phrase, you don't have to grow it alone. So we're going to dive into what it means to build a business, especially building a business with community support. Today, we are joined by Pat Miller, the idea coach and founder of the Idea Collective, a community for small business owners, largely comprised of solopreneurs. So let's get into it. Welcome to Eloma, Pat. Well, thank you for having me, Kylie. This is going to be a joy. I can't wait to uh, chop it up and compare notes with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I've had the great fortune of being featured on your show a handful of times, so I'm really excited to have you on mine. Uh, it's um, Yeah, here we go. Uh, so, Pat, you started the Idea Collective a couple of years ago. What was the in- initial idea behind getting this up and running? I wish I could say three years ago that this was some great master plan, but it was a big fat accident. So (laughs) if we go back to the middle of March, 2020, when Tom Hanks got COVID and the NBA canceled. (laughs) And everybody's like, this is serious. This is a thing. There's no more basketball and Tom Hanks is sick, right? Yeah. That's when everyone in America knew, "Uh uh-oh, something's going on. Well, every business group folded. Chambers of Commerce didn't know what a Zoom was, and BNIs mm. didn't get together, and no one knew what to do. So I went on the air, which was Zoom. I went on Zoom the very next day and started a show that we called Small Business Rally Point. And I hosted a one-hour show bringing my network together. And the only message of the show was, we don't know what's going to happen, but if we stay positive and we share what we see, we will get through this together. That yep. was the start. So I hosted that show every day for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, someone said to me, hey, you created a community here. So that's how the Idea Collective started. It was not on purpose. I didn't even know anything about how to run a community, how to build a community, nothing. It all happened by accident. But June 1st, 2020, the Idea Collective was founded with our founding 50 members. And now we're a little bit over three years later and we're still going strong. Yeah. I mean, building a community is tough. I know that's something you and I have talked about in the past, but it is, it's tough. And it's so interesting um, that whoever that was coined or identified that within 90 days, you successfully built a community. And so I'm going to guess that that happened by your consistency, but do you have any other thoughts in terms of how you built a community so fast? I think community is built, well, I know community is built when we have a shared purpose and we're all fighting for the same thing. And at the time, it literally was fighting for the same thing because we had many of our members, many of our founding 50 members saw their revenue revenue go to zero. They were killing it. And all of a sudden, the travel agents in the group went to zero. Mm -hmm. And all of us had to find a way to pivot it, be, it was so omnipresent that whenever someone says pivot still in the group, we all take a drink because it was that <laughs> obvious. So we had to rally for the survival of our businesses. Today, that's not as much of a driving factor, but it is a driving factor because as you know, 
small mm-hmm. business owners eat what they kill. We have yeah. to keep selling if we want to stay open. So that survival instinct that we all kind of share, I think that's what created the community and that's what sustains it today. You know, I'm writing down survival instinct because I absolutely agree with you, but I think that's really interesting because I don't know that I ever thought of it that way. Like I've I've always referred to it as like, oh, we're just very resilient. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it is survival instinct. It is it is you eat what you kill. And, you know, I know you and I have spoken uh, previously about, no, this isn't 2020 and no, this isn't 2021, but uh, 2023 right now as we're recording has been a really hard year for small business owners yeah. in a different way, in a really different way. It has. I think there is an unspoken pressure that's happening on our customers and it's making people choose things differently than what they would have before because inflation is affecting all of us. It's risen the prices of the things that we buy. It's also many of us had to raise our prices to try and at least keep time with where inflation was headed. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing from others and what I'm feeling as well is I'm feeling customers be more cautious. I'm not saying they're not doing business. They are doing business. Yeah. It's not like red alert time yet, but I feel like there's just this uncertainty that people have because going to the grocery store is more expensive than I can ever remember. And I'm not taking a political shot at anyone. It's just the fact that we're living in that time right now. It's just right what now. it is. Yeah. It's kind of shaking people up. Yeah, it is. And you know, I, I love that you bring up the, the grocery store. Um, example because i mean it's true like you go in and you're like eggs are how much a loaf of bread is how much like this is insane and then you know i think about you know i consider myself to be pretty fortunate and those who are less fortunate it's like this is insane and again i'm not trying to make this into political commentary either but um what i think we start to see though is the amplified effects that it has on small business when we are in many cases um, sometimes working on pretty small margins anyway, um, and having to be scrappy. And then we also tend to need to hire people to do the work and then they want more money because other people are offering more money. And yeah, it's just this snowball effect. Yeah. For many of us, what we need to keep the lights on is not of a factory floor. It's our house. Yes. And we all know what that number is. Everybody's number is different, but everyone knows that number. So when, especially when you're a solopreneur and you know that number, when you lose a client, you reflexively think about how it impacts that number. So -hmm. when you look around at how expensive things are, there's more pressure on that number. And then you may not be closing as many new deals as you'd like. There's pressure on that number. Mm -hmm. You have to raise your prices. So you might be less confident in what it takes to reach that number. It all comes back to that number. And the thing about small business, at least from my view, Mm -hmm. I think there's an unspoken dignity in people that take the risk to go be a small business owner. We're not building a job. We're building a dream. And that should be Mm -hmm. honored. That's what Mm -hmm. drives me as a small business consultant or community leader or whatever. If someone's got the guts to walk into a bank and sign their house away on a dream, then we all as a culture should give them way more time and attention than we do. And that's what I want. I want us to give people a fighting chance. 
so they can go build this vision because no one's doing this for a job. If I wanted a job, I'd go to a big building downtown. Mm -hmm. I'd have a very secure number. It wouldn't matter what I sold. Yep. This is a different thing we're all signing up for. And I think there's a dignity in it that we should all salute more than we do. I love that. I love that so much. And I absolutely agree. I mean, uh, being a small business owner is taking a lot of risk. There is a lot that we have to put in, take into account. And, and you're absolutely right. There are a lot of us who do mortgage their homes, who do yeah. take out a second mortgage on their homes. You know, like it's just, it's, it's a lot. And I love how you phrase that, that we're not building a job, we're building a dream. Um, and I, and I love how you say that there's a dignity, an un, uncelebrated or unspoken dignity. Um, it's absolutely true, you know, and, and and I think it says a lot about people's character that um, that they're willing to take that risk on themselves and they're willing to, you know, be gritty and figure it out. Um, and, you know, sometimes the reality is sometimes it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do have to go get a nine to five and that's okay. That's okay. Like I, I have had those hard conversations with a handful of people recently. And sometimes there's a lot of shame that people feel in having to make that decision. But at the end of the day, like I have somebody uh, who I spoke to recently, they were like, you know what? This is causing a lot of issues in my relationship. And we decided that it's best for this relationship right now to put this on pause. Yeah, I'm going to go find a different way to make money for a little while. And it's like, Good for you for figuring out what you need. When I talk to small business owners, I rarely run into people that don't have the talents to provide the product they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Usually they come from corporate, they know how to do the thing, and they can provide that. Yep. What they don't know is all of the stuff that has to be done so you can make that sale. Yeah. So when people look at the Idea Collective and the stuff that I'm building, and they say, well, what unites you? Well, what unites us is the idea of turning your product into a business, of making your mm -hmm. dream come true. And that's not category specific because how to network, how to sell, how to price, how to deal with customers after the sale, how to do all the other things you have to do to provide the product. Mm -hmm. That's what we provide. That's what we try and teach people because very rarely do you see someone that says, yes, I offer copywriting services and they're a bad copywriter. Usually they at least have that. <laughs> yeah. But there's so much more than that. And no one teaches it and no one cares if they succeed or fail. No one cares. It's not going to be on the 10 o'clock news tonight if my business crashes. But if Milwaukee Tool closes a factory, oh my God, the sky is falling. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, and I think that's where we have a, you know, a shared mission um, that's one of the reasons that I started Ray Nine as well is to help specifically women small business owners be better business owners because I again I I echo exactly what you're saying. So many business owners start their business to do the thing that they know how to do in hopes that they make some money doing the thing that they know how to do <laughs> so that they can pay their bills and keep their lights on. And then at some point they're like, "Well, crap! What's all this other stuff?" <laughs> like I I was running a workshop earlier this year. And somebody said to me, okay, Kylie, like, I believe you that we need to do all this, but there are so many small business owners out there. It can't be this hard. <laughs> I just looked at her and I was like, do you want to succeed 
Or do you want to close up shop in a year? And I'm like, yeah, there are so many out there, but that doesn't mean that they're doing well. Yeah. There's a lot, there's just a lot that goes into it. And, you know, I, um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday too, and we just had a really candid conversation around how much we as owners, we're just so scrappy. Oh, we just figure it out. We figure it out. And I think it goes back to that resiliency and, and to use your words, that dignity of somebody's got to do it and we're going to figure it out. Not to mention that there's a image contest going on. In high school, it was a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. But now that we're out as small business owners, who can look the best on LinkedIn, right? Who's <laughs> killing it the most? But when you actually look behind the curtain on the people that say they're killing it the most, oftentimes they're not killing it the most. The people who are killing it the most are very quiet about it. They are operationally excellent and they're crushing it. And they're not out there trying to make everyone think that they're doing great because they're just quietly doing great. So as you look around the landscape, not everyone that says they're killing it is killing it. And that can have really negative effects on people that are probably doing just fine, yet they feel like they're behind. I mean, as if we need another pressure upon us. Yeah. No, to piggyback off of that, I was speaking to somebody the other day and they were getting um, really flustered that they're in a bit of debt right now. And, uh, you know, she told me her number and I was like, you know, like, I hear you. I understand that it can be really stressful, but you should know that most of the business owners I talk to are also in debt and many of them in debt 10 times that. And she was just like, oh, (sighs) thanks. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, sometimes that's just what we need to hear is like, oh, you're having a crappy day and you haven't hit your numbers in six months. Me too. And it's just like, okay, we're just all in this and it's, this is a season and it will, this too shall pass. And I think that's just what we need to hear sometimes. Absolutely. What we need to hear comparing notes and that takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to have and vulnerability. The, oh, and trust. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have a relationship. I feel like I could call you and say, Kylie, can you help me with the thing? Because we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have relationships with people, either in the rain program or in the IC or wherever, who do you turn to? Because yeah. your spouse that isn't a small business owner doesn't <laughs> get it. I right? know. <laughs> My golf buddies who work at corporate don't get it as much as they oh, love me and they want help to me, oh. they're like oh you're great you'll be fine if anyone can figure it out you can <laughs> yeah. break. i like that face i like the kylie's gonna break oh. face ah, i want a oh. gif of that that's amazing <laughs> that would be a good gift ah. oh. <laughs> no absolutely though i agree with you pat and That's it's like, important. it is, it's important to, as you know, we still go back to community. It's important to surround yourself with other people who are willing, equally willing to be vulnerable and open and supportive, because that's another thing. Like we see so much competition uh, or, or the uh, mindset of this is competition, but that's not actually true, you know? And And I know we've talked about this before, but when we get really clear on the problems we solve and who we solve them for, we realize that we have so much more that we can partner up and support than we are at ever in direct competition with. 
I agree. And a lot of times we're competing with the image that's in our head. I should mm -hmm. be this. I should be that. Why can't I do what Kylie's doing? Why can't I doing what do what this person's doing? When in reality, you're doing just fine. Yeah. The only person that you're competing with is the part of you that wants to quit. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. That's good. Talk, talk to me more about that. Competing with the part of you that wants to quit. Well, I've seen and I've felt, and maybe you felt, probably not you because you're awesome, but other people <laughs> have felt. No, but I've, I'm, I'm sure I felt it. How much easier would it be just to put a resume out there? So much, so much easier. <laughs> so I'd probably have hair again if I had a corporate <laughs> job, right? And I'd have a steady paycheck and I wouldn't be in my basement every day and I wouldn't be trying to invent something from scratch. Yeah. All of that stuff would just be handed to you. All of that pressure and stress and worry would go away. And the person inside of you that says, well, what about that? Mm -hmm. To me, that's the real enemy. Because, you know, yeah. we talk about dreams and jobs and all that kind of stuff. But the only reason why I'm building my own thing right now is I fortunately had the aha moment about five years ago that I was building somebody else's dream. And if I didn't start building something else right away, I was going to regret it. Mm -hmm. And that is what woke me up. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's really hard. And I would really like to go just get paid and not have to think. But I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I did. I know. I totally feel you on that, Pat. You know, I often find myself saying, I wish that I would find joy and fulfillment in a nine to five that I could just go punch in, punch out, leave work at, at work, and then, you know, go about my life. I wish I would find that fulfilling, but I would be miserable. I mean, I, I was in corporate for a while myself and the whole time I was like, why am I doing this? I don't believe in this. This doesn't really matter. What, so how did, how do I even really matter if I don't think that the thing I'm doing really matters? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of purpose behind that. One thing that I've been a uh, quote I've been playing with a lot lately is, um, I have all these post-it notes up over here with all these like things. And I'm like, what do I need today? And one that has been uh, circulating a lot lately is play the long game. Mm. And so, you know, we talked a little bit earlier that this year has been tough for a lot of small business owners. And I'll be honest, it's been a tough year for me too. And I keep reminding myself, I'm like, you know what? We're not here for the short-term wins. We're here to play the long game. And so I just keep reminding myself of like, you know, a year, two years, five years, 10 years from now, what am I envisioning? That's what we're going through right now for that. That's where we're heading. The accelerator is exactly what you've been looking for. If you're either an executive woman ready to leave corporate and start your own thing, but don't know where or how to get started, or you're an existing woman, small business owner, and you're ready to level up your business. We've built a one-of-a-kind six-month training program with over a dozen industry experts that took me nearly a decade to assemble, and I am delivering this to you on a platter. I have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and months of wasted time and energy over the last decade by not having these resources available to me, and I want to change the way women are running their businesses so they can make more money faster with less anxiety and fewer unreliable partners which is why we've built the Accelerator. 
It's time to level up and make sure you're leveraging your business to support the life you want to be living personally, professionally, and financially. Learn more at rixrixaccelerator.com. And what's tough about what you do and what I do, it's similar enough that while we're trying to do a big thing in the present moment, and maybe it'll work or maybe it won't, along the way, we're really helping people. We're helping Mm -hmm. people realize their individual dreams while we, you and I, are trying to do other things that may or may not work. I had an event in August that I was so excited for that maybe some incredible person was supposed to speak at. (laughs) And it failed miserably, cost me thousands of dollars. I was so excited for it. And it failed, crashed and burned. And I learned a ton of lessons from it. So when you you put an event out there and fail in front of everybody, fail out loud, you know, it was embarrassing, but I learned a lot from it. And I'm not going to stop trying to do great big things. Of course. But yeah, I mean, it's been tough. <laughs> it's been tough this year. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of theories as to why, but thank you for sharing that because I think that's important, again, that we sh- we share those things. You know, um, nobody has a magic wand. Nobody can say, oh, this is going to work a thousand percent. Everything will be fine you won't have any struggles. Like we have to iterate. That's the name of the game. Like back to pivot, right? Like it's always (laughs) drink. (laughs) It's always an iteration. And it's like, we, um, I just wrote this thing the other day and it's like, all we can do is the best that we can do with what we have right now. And six months from now, we'll have more and we'll know more and we'll be able to do a little bit better then. But all we can ask of ourselves is, what is the best that we can do right now with what we have? And that's all we can ask of ourselves. And the way that I'm thinking about it, and I I know that you think, I think you think the same way, I'm pretty sure you think the same way, is that I know what my guiding light is. And as long as I stay true to that, even if I stumble along the way, I know that the don't grow it alone mission is what I need to be doing. And Mm -hmm. if I try and put on the small business rebellion in Chicago land and it fails, well, it failed in the right theme. So I'm doing something else now and I'm trying to make that a thing and it's failing, but progress along the way, but it's along the same mission, bringing people together, trying to help them make their dreams come true. And as long as I stay on that task, it may or may not work. I don't know, but I know that that's what I need to be doing. So staying there and moving forward on that. That's what helps me uh, get up every day and still do this. And I think that comes back to purpose, right? Like that was something that I had a great realization about a couple years ago. of, And that's really what triggered my transition from my agency to doing this work. Is I was like, what I was current, what I was doing at the time did not align with my personal purpose. And I was like, I got to change. <laughs> and that's not easy. And it takes time and nobody gives you a roadmap. Just like you said, you know, it's like, welcome to corporate day one. Uh, Here's your agenda. Here's the job description that you're going to do. Here's the training guides as to how to do it. Here's your team. They already know what they're doing. They're going to take you out to lunch now and then give you the ropes of all the local restaurants. And it's like, it's like, hi, you started an LLC. Good luck. 
Bye. Go, go get him, Tiger. <laughs> Hope you make it out alive. <laughs> That's so, yeah. it, it's so true. And nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Good luck. Yeah. Well, right? it's, it's like nobody cares because for most people, it doesn't matter to them. No. Like it doesn't impact them unless you're that person. Right. So it's like, you know, our, our significant others that might work for corporate are like, oh, how's it going? And it's like, oh, well, my world is falling apart and all this crap is going on. And and my team left and nobody's signing contracts. And now I'm trying to figure out how to get different lines of credit, even though my numbers look bad. And it's like, oh, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And it's like, you have no idea, but I hope you had a good day. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I ran payroll. I'm managing lines of credit. I'm running my numbers. What's this QuickBooks look like? Here's sales. Here's marketing. Here's HR. I'm creating this training guide. I have to do the client work. And then it's like, how was your day? And it's like, I had two meetings and they were great. <laughs> That's so nice. I'm so happy for you. What are we doing for dinner? Oh, I don't care about dinner. Oh my my life is on fire. <laughs> Pat, that's such a triggering question. You don't even know. Uh, I love my husband so much. He's the best. But I gave him a lot of crap for a while because I'd say for the last, like, I don't know, almost two years, he'd like wake up in the morning and the first thing he would say is like, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner? <laughs> like, seriously, the first question every single morning, I was like, I have 47,000 decisions to make before it comes to dinner. I don't know. <laughs> so like, I can't believe you just asked that. That was too funny. It's a very triggering question in my household. I think that would give me the Kylie gif again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh I needed gosh. that laugh. It's so oh. true. Oh, Pat. <clears throat> Um, okay. So as we're talking about business owners and building their businesses, we mentioned that this year has just been tough. What are some of the struggles that you are seeing business, small business owners go through right now? And what are some of the conversations around how we manage those things? I think the products that used to fly off the shelves aren't flying off the shelves. Some things that used to work aren't working. And we mm -hmm. have to ask our questions. Well, why are these the products that were on the fringe? Like people were buying them, but they weren't essential, that they were mm. secondary products or they were nice to haves, not have to haves. And I'm seeing a lot of folks wondering why things aren't working the way that they used to. So what I'm telling them to do and what I'm thinking about as well, we talked about Guiding Light a little bit ago. Yeah. What's the thing that people need from you? I even mm -hmm. quoted you recently talking about productizing oh, your business, thank you. about how do you understand what it is that you do and then repeat that one deliverable over and over in different forms rather than worrying about the fringes. And mm -hmm. that's the type of thing I think we all have to get to right now. And if we were waving a magic wand, we were just talking about debt. Um, sitting on a cash reserve is a pretty nice thing to be doing in the next six months. I'm not forecasting doom and gloom, but I think the person that's got a little cash in the bank is going to feel a heck of a lot more comfortable as we ride out either, hopefully, fingers crossed, the end of this inflationary period or whatever's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And this year has been so weird, too, as everybody's like, oh, this looming recession, which I think has gotten everybody in this weird mindset space. And mm -hmm. I've talking to, or I've spoken to a couple of people recently, and they're like, so I don't think that we've had it and I don't think it is coming, but it's like, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And now what do we do with this information? Because we were all preparing for the worst case scenario and 
again, it's just like another variable to try to navigate. Yeah. It's weird. It's assumption. Like you said, it seems like everyone's just waiting for it. But according to the prognosticators, they're not calling for it now. It didn't happen no. and they're not calling for it now. So to your point, now what? How yeah, do now we what? adjust these overheated prices and the inflationary period that we're in? What's going to happen now? I don't know, but we're going to find out. I know. And, and again, that's the thing. Like nobody gives you a guidebook. Nobody's like, welcome to this new thing in life that's never <laughs> happened before. Uh, guess what? Here's how we handle it. No, <laughs> again, we're just doing the best we can with what we know, what we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Pat, I know we have uh, the Idea Collective retreat coming up. What else are you working on right now that you're excited about? I'm excited about a new show that I launched. So I've had a syndicated weekend show called The Pat Miller Show for about nine months now, but I'm just now kicking off a new daily show. So okay. I'm on here every day at 9 a.m. Central. And the idea is uh, when a business owner gets up and starts their day, we have to make the choice of I'm going to business today and I'm going to get my head in the right space and I'm going to go get what I deserve today. And if you're working by yourself or you don't have the right people around you, I want to be the source for here's the news, here's a laugh, here's the mindset, go storm up the hill and achieve your business dreams. Okay. It's the daily expression of the don't grow it alone mission. So it's a way that I'm showing up in people's feeds every day at 9 a.m. to kind of get them in the right mindset. And kick off the day. And I got to tell you, it's crazy fun. I'm having more fun with The Daily Show than almost anything else that I've done in the business. It's an absolute blast. Congrats. And where can people find that? Yeah, on my LinkedIn page, soon to be on its own LinkedIn page. So nice. Pat Miller profile on LinkedIn or the Small Business Mornings profile. That's the name of the show, Small Business Mornings. And it's also broadcast live on YouTube every day at 9 a.m. Central as well. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing more context around around the goal of the show and, and your vision for it. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. I want to be mindful of time here. Uh, I've got two more questions for you. You ready? Bring it on. Let's go. All right. Let's see this. Um, all right, Mr. Pat Miller, what impact do you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave? It goes back to the dignity around building a business and making dreams come true. And I want to help small business owners make their dreams come true at scale. I'm not the person that's going to go in and single-handedly fix someone's business, but I may be the difference between someone giving up and not or tweaking their package in a way that ends up working or giving them the inspiration to business when they don't feel like it. I want to be known as someone that was there for business owners when they need it so they can continue to move forward and see their dreams come true. That's what I want. And because I'm a broadcaster, I want to build a way that I can do it at scale. Mm -hmm. So the daily show ties in with the growing online community. So that way we can introduce people to the mission and then have the community help one another make those things come true. I love that. I love that so much. Um, all right. My last one for you is what is the greatest insight or discovery what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? The I two think, of them. I think it ties into the discovery that 
we shouldn't be building somebody else's dream. It's mm -hmm. the awareness that we only get to do this one time. And inside of you and inside of me and inside, inside of the person that's watching this, we only get one chance to make a difference, to leave an impact, to have our natural talent expressed in its highest order, and to ultimately have no regrets. Yeah. If we give that time, talent, and gift to someone else to make their dream come true, great. You gave up your opportunity to live your impact to make some money. That's fine. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. But to me, we only get one chance. So when it comes down to, should I listen to that voice and go back to corporate? Or should I stick it out and see if I can make my vision come true? That's what fuels me. And that's that fire that I want to keep lit inside the members of the community and the listeners of the show. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree with that. And I also think like entrepreneurship is not the right path for some people, mm -hmm. but to your point, like if you've got if you've got the resilience, if you've got the fire, if you, if you're willing to figure it out, I love the world of entrepreneurship. You know, yesterday um, I was speaking with somebody and they mentioned this quote and I can't remember who said it, but something along the lines of um, the richest place you can be is a cemetery. And they were like, because this is where all of these people have died with all of the thoughts and dreams that they kept with them. And I was like, Ooh, that Ooh. is deep. <laughs> and, and the person who said it, she was like, my hope is that when I go, I go empty mm -hmm. because I emptied it all out during my living years. And I was like, I'm going to remember that. That's, that's big. Yeah. Yeah. It's a true motivator, and it hopefully is going to allow people like you that have something to say to keep on saying it, to find new ways to say it, to push and take those risks and have giant failures in public because we're <laughs> going to have the failures and then something great is going to happen. And you know how it works. You're going to do something or I'm going to do something that will finally hit and everyone will look and say, wow, look at Kylie. She's an overnight success. And we're going to go, yep, on, bro. Yep. Come yep, on. yep. Yep. An overnight right? success that took a decade to get there. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, Pat, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. If anybody who is listening right now uh, wants to follow up and learn more about you, find more about how they can connect, where should they be going? I think the best website is ideacollectiveincubator.com. That has basically everything that we're doing all in one place. Awesome. All right. And we'll make sure that that's also in the show notes. For anyone listening, please go ahead and leave a review if you have enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Also, don't forget to sign up for our regular newsletter at ricksrixnewsletter.com. And Pat Miller, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It was an honor. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com. If you're the owner of your business and you're looking for support of some kind, whether that's to manage the daily operational challenges that are popping up or planning for long-term strategy, 
or just somebody to brainstorm what to do about the client or team member issue that came up today, we've got you. The CEO hotline is designed to manage one-on-one consulting clients and support them in whatever capacity you'd like to identify us as, whether that's coaches, consultants, advisors, doesn't matter to us. We're here to support you one-on-one and we have a limited availability and limited capacity. So definitely check it out. Learn more at Rick's R-I-X-C-E-O hotline.com. 